0: All right, well, welcome to another episode of the Ramon Foster Show. Happy hump day, Moan. And we are brought to you on this hump day by the Get-Go Cafe and Market, as always. How's Wednesday treating you so far, man? If it was any better, my name would be
1: Eddie Yenzer. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, shout out to <laughs> Benny brand in the YouTube yeah. comments back from Steelers today, man. That was, that was good. That
0: was good stuff. Uh, Moan, we got a lot to talk about because, uh, you know, we talked yesterday about the offensive line being, yeah. you, know, you know, starting to gel and, and show you, some, uh, some positivity, uh, and you know, another name and, you know, Dale, if you, if you listen to the Dale Lawley show, Dale talks about it, uh, you know, is Mitch Trubisky? He's yeah. stringing together a couple of good days in camp. Uh, yesterday uh, on Monday, while or I guess yeah Monday while I was at camp, um, you know when you're hosting shows, man, your days get mixed up real they quick. They get mixed up, and it's, that's it's, okay. It's crazy, man. It's but the no, next mon- day, right, right. <laughs> uh, but Monday at uh, Latrobe Memorial Stadium, Mitch really looked like he was starting to to uh, get things together, especially with George Pickens. Yeah. Uh, so my question to you with that. Is now that the offense is getting some uh some yeah. some positive movement from the offensive line, now that Mitch Trubisky looks like he's gotten out of this like, you know, training camp slump or whatever this was, you know, this maybe like, you know, get to know you period with the yeah. with the offense, and he's starting to perform a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh what does this do especially for a game week for this offenses confidence and even the coaching staff you know like what they think that they can hand over to the offense well like how does this you know, this positive surge uh help things well this is the thing
1: too we're at that point in camp what is it, about 10 11 days of yes. practice yep. you know they've been Just in camp for three weeks. a yep. little while but the yeah. days they've kind of had a couple off days here they got rained out a day or two also so they've been on the field for about 10 11 days and I'll say this the way camp goes that first week in some Change is all about the install. How much can we install? Let's get this out of the way with the simple stuff, a little bit more of the complex. And now, for the most part, for the season, the book, the playbook is in. Mm-hmm. so with that being said like they're not just you know trial and error when it comes to plays alright today we got you know this passing play we got play action we got these runs that we got to hit no now they're formulating game plans and stuff that works for the guy Miss Trubisky, that works for this offense from what they've kind of evaluated and watched film as to be so that's why you're probably seeing a couple good days out of him stringing uh, together some plays that that you say okay this is where his niche is this is where he finds his grooves on the on the day-to-day we need to stay in this box and then we start to expand out of that so that explains again I've always kind of you know I've been saying it for the last few days like this is what camp is about finding out how much can you install and then really bringing it back down to the basics and expanding back out again as far as what the quarterback or what the players can handle hearing him being able to do that says a lot about one his confidence secondly it says a lot about how the offense is coming together when you mentioned you know that the offense had a good day I'm thinking to myself well this is about time this mm-hmm. is about time they put together a day then they have another good day and you're like this is the battle you expected this is where you want to be this point in camp right before the preseason game right as the The starters are kind of get penciled in a little bit. Depth chart comes out. Guys start to settle into roles, man. And the, the, the coolest part about it is you're still in camp. Most of the battles are there. You can see who's going to make the comeback catches. Mm-hmm. You're going to see what Chase Claypool looks like. You're going to see what the backup running back looks like. And again, I'm hearing about this offensive line. You're going to hear about those guys kind of steaming and rolling together too. So this week is a a mini dress rehearsal of what's to be expected throughout the season. You know, And it's not going to be perfect. Again, they're going to be throwing some challenges at them with Coach Tomlin and the offensive and defensive coordinators kind of put together some situations say, hey, we got to go do these types of things like – it's the beginning of the end season process, man. And I'll be honest with you as I say that again. That is my crutch phrase if y'all hadn't watched it. I'll be honest <laughs> with you. I'm always honest with He's you. He's an honest man. <laughs> but as a player, as a player, when you catch this, this point of camp, you and, and, and somebody that's going to make the team too, you find yourself in a situation like, okay, now we're feeling like football. This is what the NFL mm. is about. And, of course, you know, the one still suck every day because I got to go against this hard headed ass dude <laughs> right here. I'm sure the back on backers for the tight ends and running backs and linebackers still suck, too, because it's camp. You don't get away from that, but you start to see, oh, they flip the switch on a little bit. And I think that's what kind of happened with, with Mr. Trubisky right now right
0: so here here's another thing I've been thinking about with Mitch because you see it you know especially Monday watching him move around and just getting a feel for actually just how mobile he is, yeah. Um, when you were when you first came into the league, Ben was still the guy that could, you know, he oh, wasn't yeah. he wasn't mobile, but he would hold on to the ball. He'd move around in the pocket. Yep. He'd run around and play that, you know, that that uh, <laughs> schoolyard type it. of football, right? <laughs> yeah. So how important is it for Mitch Trubisky to start getting comfortable now so that the offensive line can start getting used to blocking for a, a guy that's not in the pocket like Ben has been the last two, three, four years?
1: Man, listen to me. Very important, okay? The O-line has to understand what his mobility is going to be. I I, I told you guys before, whenever I got into the starting lineup and I was a young boy getting number one reps, you know, maybe my rookie year, going into Mm -hmm. my second year, and, you know, when I was like, okay, I'm I'm about to start in the game. (laughs) One of the most important things that was told to me in that era, and this is 2009, Ben was you know, vibrant as heck. That
0: that is you know what I'm saying? And
1: even 2010, it was, hey, however you felt like you've blocked long, keep going. And Mm. when you thought you've blocked longer again, keep going because Ben doesn't die. You know, like those were the things that were told to me because Because of that mobility and so for you know, Mr. Trubisky to be moving around the pocket, them moving the pocket a little bit, that has to be something that they got to pay attention to. Do they create a drill for it? No. But if I'm if I'm Chooks, if I'm James Daniels, I'm saying to the guys, "Hey, look, guys." we see he moves around. It's going to suck someplace. Mm. It's going to be hard someplace, but we got to figure him out. He he, honestly, he got to find a spot and where, look, if you go outside of our protection, that's on you, Mitch, you know? So that, that is a huge part of the process because I'll never forget having that conversation. Eddie, he was like block longer and then block a little bit more. That's where (laughs) they got to kind of get themselves at, man.
0: That's, you brought something up interesting there. You said there's not a drill for it because we always hear about mm. how the receivers have that, you know, after the routes over, just, you know, they have that drill. It's a 10 yard you know, burst. Right, right. But there's, so there's, as an offensive lineman, what do you do in that situation? Okay. I, like obviously block longer, but what, I mean, there what does that mean? You know, like where, where are you looking to block? What are you trying to do? Man. What are you trying to?
1: Pride. Pride, yeah. Eddie, not being the guy that stops the big play. And every single one of us was that guy. We get to practice and most times it'd be in practice and coaches would be like, guys, if you held him one more second, look at this. And then they show us on film. There's the wide receiver separating and, and if all just, being the, mm. and, and all you think to yourself, don't be that guy on film that says, if you had a, like it's a pride <laughs> thing. And you got to say, Mo, how did you do? Well, hell, I don't know how I did it, but, I'd feel the the defensive linemen, guys were looking to clean up. That's where you see us, honestly, get a little bit more nasty. You see us. Looking for somebody to clean up. Look, I got him. You go help him over there. Pounce! Here he is. Let me go help out. Like that was the vibes right there. Me and Kevin Beachum. Oh my god, he will set him up for me. And you know Beach was an undersized tackle too. He will say, "Hey, hey, big bro, I got him for you." And I say, "Pounce, get him," and I'm gone. And I'm going to clean somebody up because that sets a precedent to them. Don't come in the big gap and if Ben is scrambling, you better off just waiting, okay, and trying to block the ball. <laughs> no, that's, that's it, it's a pride thing, yeah. Eddie, just being, you know, just all the way real with you is don't be the guy that stops the big play and Ben was a guy that, y'all know it, he lived for it and yes, if did. that's the way Mitch is going to live, then the coaches have to, you know, bring that up and Coach Tomlin even did that too, like. If you hold him, warm, oh, my God, he would kill us with that type of stuff in practice. You know how his voice gets. Oh too. yeah,
0: oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, speaking of the big play, uh, when we come back from this break, I actually want to talk about a low key, underrated big play type of guy, uh, and I'm gonna not lay. I'm not gonna name him until we get back. You <laughs> <A> tease. <little U-T's. laughs> I'm Alex Rodriguez, and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the deal. All right, welcome back to the Ramon Foster show. I promised you I I had a name for you because I think he's an underrated big play guy. Uh, And I'm going to set it up like this Connor Hayward, (laughs) coming into camp, all right, coming into after, since he's been drafted, has kind of been billed as Derek Watts. You know, like that's the guy he's going to be battling with. They're kind of the same player, the tight end, fullback, H-back hybrid kind of guy could play special teams. Uh, Here's the thing about Connor Hayward, though. My man can catch. Yeah. He can run routes and he's deceptively fast. And yeah. I'm not talking 40 speed. I'm talking football speed for a guy that's built like basically a bowling ball. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but he also has the capability to bounce off a block or tackles and, and get out. He He's good in pass pro. Uh, so he's kind of been my like outside Kent of Jalen war. Yeah. I, I like a lot what I see from, from Connor Hayward. So, my question to you a guy like that on a football team, yeah, kind of he could play special teams, he could block, he could play tight end, he could do a little bit of everything. Yeah, what does a guy like that mean to a football team, especially you know, from an offensive line role where you know you're going to get help when he's on the field with that pass protection? Yeah, uh,
1: man, he's let's just throw this out there just to begin with he's a guy where pedigree meets opportunity. I told you one of the main reasons why I wanted to come to Pittsburgh as an undrafted guy. He was drafted in sixth round, but it's the land of opportunity. Yeah. If you got a skill set, I sound like Liam Neeson now. <laughs> if you got a special skill set, okay, <laughs> and an affinity for some, some for punishment, g- dishing out punishment, they're gonna find a place for you. But this is what's so cool about. It. I didn't tell you guys, but Kevin Cobra was in Nashville uh, this past week, and I ended up meeting up with him. He was speaking at a scouting <laughs> event here in Nashville, mm-hmm. and uh, we spoke about Connor. Somebody asked him about Connor Hayward, and they were just like some of the best hands you've seen. And I was like, really? And these are other people that were in, you know, the the senior bowl stuff and just scouts that were around. Him was like some of the best hands you've seen, just never really got the opportunity to kind of show him like he's an athlete. He's not just Cam's little brother. He's not just – that wasn't a favoritism type of draft. That was a, hey, this kid can play ball, and we got him in the sixth round, and we're going to maximize as much as we can. So the, the idea that he doesn't stray away from physicality, that he is sneakily an athlete, You hear about the way he can jump,
0: you hear about the way he can run. He He runs routes so clean for a big guy, man. Like I'm I'm watching him with the other tight ends and I mean his he's Better than Zach Gentry at route running. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not obviously not as tall as Zach Gentry. Zach Gentry, Gentry but, was just a right. tall giraffe but, but, running. <laughs> but I mean, like, he's not quite Pat Fryer move, yeah. but like he's he's not that far off, man. Like I, I have been so impressed with what I've seen from him in camp. Just the route, the, the athleticism. You knew he's a big body. The yeah. athleticism is just being that close to it. It's you, you, been and it's been impressive. And you need that type of
1: guy that they think is unathletic and he's just a blocker. Next thing you know, he's running the screen down the asses yeah. for 15, 20. Yards. He, did
0: he did it to Pitt in the uh, in, in the See what I'm game, saying? man. Like he 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 killed Pitt.
1: There's a yeah. lot of value in that, and just you know, let's splice it a little bit between uh, Derek Watt and, and, and Connor. Like I thought it was two fullbacks too to begin with, and yeah. I'm thinking to myself, no, like they might actually have to carve out something for him um, offensively. I, I
0: honestly thought it was going to be one of the two of them, and now I think Derek Watt's still going to do his thing, and Connor's going to have a whole new thing role. This, a role in this yeah, offense yeah yeah, yeah. and, 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 and the special a teams too. just
1: special teams <laughs> and let's just say this too the the, the 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 crazy thing about the nfl and football somebody's bound to get injured you know pat Fryermuth had a couple days just here and there and there's a guy johnny on the spot as far as kind yeah. of hayward go that's ready and prime to go again i we know what pat fron is. Yeah, you know, there's yeah. no way around he's special, that man he's special. this kid can be special yeah. okay yeah. but to have a guy and what you ain't got to go sign somebody off the street you already got him in house everybody else had him underrated but with the right scheme the right fit and the right mentality you can maximize a six-round draft pick man and mm-hmm. get a whole lot out of it and not just him i remember a guy uh i came in with uh david johnson dj yeah. He came in with yeah. us as a seventh rounder out of Arkansas State, and DJ had a really good career in Pittsburgh, yes, he special teams. Yes, he did catching the ball when needed and the blocking side of everything. There's value in that. The team isn't just made up of your A, uh, 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 your, your your TJs, your Cams, your Devin Bushes, your Miles Jack. No, it's a lot of guys that play roles, and he's a guy that can really carve out something for himself.
0: Yeah. And, and I think the cool thing with Connor is, you know, everybody, and I think rightfully so from a fan standpoint, especially, you know, he's Cam's little brother uh, Yeah, you know? and I, and I had the chance to, uh, on report day, I, I asked Cam. I said, "What you know?" He was talking about the the jokes and the pranks and all the stuff, <laughs> that the, the games they're going to be playing and all that kind of stuff. And uh you know, the rookie talent show. And I asked him. I said, "Cam, I said, you got anything special planned for Connor?" And and Cam right away was like, "No, nah, he's going to have enough to deal with. I don't. I'm not. I don't need yeah. to add to that. You know." Did so, they even
1: arrive together? <laughs> I don't think
0: they did. No. See? No. Cam Cam showed up on his own. I think Connor got there before he did. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I, I mean, even that side of it, like, yeah, we see him as as Cam's younger brother, but this football see this football team sees him and this coaching staff sees, sees him as his he's he's his own guy and he's he has his him. own skill set. Yeah. Yeah. And he's when he's not here because he's Cam's brother. He's here because he could add something special to this football team.
1: And again, I I, I say it time and time again, that's Pittsburgh for you. Like, I don't care if that's your little brother. But he better earn it because right. he's going to be the main right. one with the red dot from Coach T on his head as far yes, as the perfect. laser in the meeting rooms. Like, don't think you're him because you're here and you got the last name. Like, that's the reality of of, of the way things kind of go on Pittsburgh for the people that say Coach Thomas is a player's coach.
0: Yeah, whatever. You better earn your keep, okay? It's <laughs> how it play goes. Play for him and practice for him before you say that because <laughs> I, I see him. I see you, how he handles some of these players, man. That ain't a player's coach.
1: <laughs> you've gotten some of it up close, yeah. haven't you? Yeah. Yeah, so uh, I I'm I'm glad to hear Connor carve out his own little, little lane for himself and um that could be beneficial. I'm talking about highly beneficial for a guy like that, man. So I'm I'm hyped for him just yeah. because everybody wants to play with the siblings or you know play against them and and that's some cool stuff.
0: It is, man. It is. And uh you know you brought up Coach T. I think uh that might be a good way to get into the Haymon segment. So uh when we come back, it's everybody's favorite segment, the only one that matters. Welcome back to the Ramon Foster Show. It's everybody's favorite segment, the Hey Moan segment. And we've got one from Paulski5Cents on YouTube who asks Hey Moan, we all know that Coach T has his Tomlinisms. Yeah. Also, the older we all get, we start to say things that our parents say. We all know some coaches are like parents. So the older you get and the more you coach, have you ever said something that you thought to yourself, wow, that was a Tomlinism or another coach? Oh, my God. I like this one. Hashtag monisms.
1: (laughs) Uh, (laughs) So, uh, man, I've taken a lot of stuff from coaches because they've just been so influential in my life. Just in general, like from my high school coaches, taking me on recruiting visits to honestly, just yes, sir. No, sir. And I already had that type of stuff, but just hard work pays off all those types of things, man. Um, well, from my high school coaches, the one the, the the one I remember the most is in early 2000s. Everybody was wearing the Air Force ones that you know they wouldn't tie their shoestrings. And one of the things our coaches to say to us all the time is, "A man that won't tie a shoe won't wipe his behind." And anytime-
0: <laughs> what in <laughs> the world? You got to bend over and
1: tie your shoe. You don't tie your shoe, you won't wipe your behind, man. Coach McAdams, Coach Johnny McAdams, man. Because no, that he, might be one of the best things yeah. I have ever heard. Think oh, about that it. Is, I'm, I'm, I'm keeping that one, man. That is yeah. great. Yeah, man, won't tie a shoe, won't wipe his behind. Because he'd be like, athletes don't walk around like this. What are we doing? you look a little sloppy walking <laughs> oh, around here, son. Oh. So it was it was that, man. Uh, I, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention these two. The two most influential men in my life, uh, my uncle and my granddad, by far are the two. I, I, I do this one a lot because, of course, people ask me for stuff all the time. And uh, it's a matter of helping people. And their they're biggest thing, I'll help you as long as you're helping yourself. Mm. That's one I carry daily, okay? Uh, another one, a monism of mine, and I don't even know where I got this from. If it's a game between me and you, and I tell my kids this because they need to understand what competition is. If it's a game between me and you, I will step on your neck to get what I want. <laughs> and I, I've i told this to frigging eight-year-olds. My sons, them know this. Uh. People, Kids that I've coached know this. And I say, you know what? When we cross the line, oh, we're fine. We can be perfect gentlemen after that, but in the spirit of competition, you're going to get this work. Uh, another one in football, you put your face in the fan. That's one mm-hmm. that Coach C kind of said. That was Troy, Ryan Clark, Ike Taylor era, Larry Foote, Potsy. That was their era. Man, you better stick your face in this fan. Just the level of commitment to be nasty. You're like, that was some of the things that we said. Uh, what's another, now that I'm Johnny on the spot, I can't even remember every other uh, Tomlinism I've used and years Embr- like-
0: embracing adversity is embracing always adversity. a good one, man. That's yeah. always a great one. You know,
1: oh, and, and uh the other one, be, be be
0: comfortable being uncomfortable. Be comfortable being uncomfortable. The standard is the one. standard.
1: Standard is a standard. Uh and, and another one that that's really good is uh physical conditioning precedes anything else. I see a kid tired. Hey you ain't do what you're supposed to do. You mm-hmm. know like that's a good one of mine uh that I use a lot. of uh, it's it's so many that I'm uh, it's, uh, it's 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 missing me right now. But what's what's some of the ones you heard before? My
0: favorite and this one this is this is my dad and my favorite from him. We grew up in a neighborhood <laughs> if you're from Pittsburgh you know Hazelwood. And uh I mean I've got both sides of the family 100 years in that neighborhood. Yeah. And uh he always would tell me that uh he said our blood's in the asphalt and the asphalt's in our blood. <laughs> was ah. like, what? It ain't that serious. Man. But, they, it was, but that was home. You know, that that's Asshole. how we knew that was home, man. Uh, yeah, that was that was probably the one, you know. My grandmother always has a don't take no wooden nickels. Yeah, I started yeah, using don't take that no yeah, wooden don't, don't take no wooden yep, nickels. Yep. Yeah, so that that's a good one. Um, um, yeah, but God. T- the other one I like from Tomlin, and, and and he throws it in there like it's almost like at the end of a sentence, or like he'll he'll be talking about you know why everything yeah. went wrong, and then yeah. he'll be such as life in the NFL. Uh, ah, yeah, I, I love, it. I just it's such as life, <laughs> man. Like it's just, just you know what, suck it up and deal with it. Like suck it's too it too bad, man. It. Uh, uh, Tomlin <laughs> Tomlin's great at just. There's, there is no, there really is no comfort with Tomlin. There Just is, lay it you know, out. Yeah. There, you know, we don't hide uh, in uh, our, uh, in, in, by <laughs> our, uh, you know, we, we uh,
1: used well, to go ahead. This is what we had in our meetings. We used to have it as a friggin', uh <laughs> we had it as a fine in our room. If we had a bad plate, and we tried to blame it on somebody else. And I do this to people all the time. Coach Tomlin calls it seeking comfort. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 Don't blame it. Just own it. Don't blame that on anybody. You had a bad play, just own it. Don't say you tripped on his foot. You seeking comfort is what he said. Like we don't don't seek comfort yeah. was seeking another one. Comfort
0: and excuses. Yeah that, yeah, that that's a good one. Yeah. Oh, dude, he's got so many though. That's the thing. Like I you could he, probably uh, do an entire episode on all of the different things that Mike Tomlin says. And, oh, well, I, I, it,
1: and, and Not even just that, though. And I guarantee you, he could tell you verbatim all of them and what they actually mean. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, another one, which is coming up soon. Uh, and everybody, you know, parties on Labor Day. His favorite quote, walk in the room, man, congratulations on making a team. I'll tell you what, you'd rather be laboring on Labor Day, wouldn't you? That means you got a job. <laughs> I was like, uh, that's you, all right. You're all right. right. I, don't, I don't have to cook out for Labor Day. Right. <laughs> right. <Hey, hey. laughs> oh, man. Yes. That's good stuff, man. That's good stuff. I got another one, too. It's a fine line, man, between
0: squashing grapes and drinking wine. I think I that's suppose. a perfect way to end that show. A There's a fine, line, fine man. line between squashing grapes and drinking wine. Yes, indeed. We'll see you Thursday, man.